Hey there, Mojo Sports fans, and welcome to another episode of the NRL Show. I am your host, Laney. We have eight games for round 18, a normal set of games for us fans, and with round 17 of the NRL season behind us, what a round it was. We discuss on the show some of the best and worst performances from the past round, and with so many injuries creeping into club teams, players on report, suspensions and players coming face-to-face with the NRL judiciary, it will be an interesting few weeks, especially as clubs hope to earn more wins with nine more rounds until finals. There is only one team with the bye for round 18, and that is the Parramatta Eels, wishing them a great rest after some very big wins. And while there is a bit of movement on the ladder at the moment, there have been some recent upsets to leading teams that were looking to overcome opponents as they climb the ladder, with the biggest surprise from the Gold Coast Titans defeating the Brisbane Broncos at Lang Park. On the show, we will discuss Ben Hunt and touch on Reese Walsh, and of course we will share with you our tips and previews for the coming round. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mojo Sports NRL show. We have Lachlan, Gabby, and Emma on the panel tonight. How are you all? Yeah, great. Very good. How are you, Lainey? I'm well, thank you. Yeah, welcome back, Lachlan. We missed you last week. We did record later in the week, and so it was outside of your busy schedule. And sure, what you thought of our Queensland Loving Origin review. Did you miss us at all, or were you just glad to miss that tsunami of praise and criticism from us? <laughs> well, um, it was it was nice to to listen to it actually without my voice in it. I think it makes it much easier listening just to kind of hear what you guys think about all the games. But yeah, Queensland, yeah, too good. If I can have like one thing to say about Origin, um, it's just Damien Cook at centre being the thing that weirded me out. Surely there could have been a second rower or a lock that could have been put out there and to do a better job in that position. But anyway, that's behind us now. So, <laughs> Thank you, Lachlan. All right, everyone. So the Women's State of Origin Series is actually over. So the Queensland team won the series, which was decided in a two-game format with Game 2 won by New South Wales with a final score of 18-14 to 14 in Townsville. What a thriller that was. And unable to get a margin more than eight points to take the series, it only fueled discussions about the series needing to go to three games. And why not when you have a crowd of about 18,000 turn up for it? Also, round 17 of the NRL football is over, and geez, what a round. There were some really big scores, some upsets, and we have one team with the buy this coming weekend. A quick look at our tips from our last round. Most of us took the same, although Gabby was much more sensible, picking the Eels to beat the Dolphins, and she got six out of seven in that last round. Round, Well done, Gabby. Emma, you and me, we got five out of seven. And even though you weren't on the show to share your tips, Lachlan, I think you and Gabby would have tipped the same or I have a feeling you would have tipped Souths to beat Cowboys. However, we were all wrong about the Broncos and the Titans came in to prove a point and on Broncos surf. Well, great for them, especially after I said they'd be unfocused coming into that win. Silly me. And that with all of that off-field news and they did it without Tino and showing they can win in the second half too. So although the big news for us, can you believe, is that Gabby's magic ends at round 17 and she tipped with us that the Cowboys would beat the Bunnies. So what does this mean for this round, Gabby? Will you use some of your magic for the Warriors, for me, or for the Dragons? Who knows? Honestly, from here, I don't know whether my magic powers will even work this week, but I'm really glad that the Cowboys got the win, for M especially, and they played brilliantly. So, yeah. I'm glad my powers didn't work this week. <laughs> well, this is probably a natural segue then as we um, like do a bit of a roundup of um, round 17. Team or player, best performance? I'll start with you, Lachlan, because you're a new voice back this week. Best performance, I'm going to say, is David Fafita. That, yeah, as you said, an absolutely massive win over Brisbane, like in the context of their season, just huge. And he just led from the front. I know it's been a few years now since he's headed south to the Gold Coast. And on that, it was a very well-publicised deal and he's been under a lot of pressure to perform, um, mainly because of how much money he's on. But I think it's those kind of games where he really shows his worth. Um, he just led from the front and it was a massive part of that Gold Coast win. Um, I'm going to just give a shout-out to Para. I think, for... Their win against the Dolphins, their 48-20 to win against the Dolphins, but also just 
compared to the start of the season, they've really like come out of their skin a bit. They're seventh on the ladder and they're pulling together some really impressive wins. And they have the second best for and against in the comp right now, second to Penrith. So, yeah, I'm just going to give Para a little bit of recognition. Um, I think they're going to be contenders towards the end of the season. That's a good shot, Gabby. Um, yeah, it always surprises me when I see how well the Eels are doing for some reason. I don't know why. I'm going to go Val Holmes from the Cowboys. I think he did a pretty good job on the weekend, especially backing up from Origins. So, yeah, he's got my pick. I had Chad Townsend from Cowboys. I thought he played really, really well. Like, I always look at usually teams' lists side by side, and I actually thought, oh, yeah, I wonder if Ilias will um, bring anything to that game. Nothing on Townsend. He played excellent. He was everywhere he needed to be. And I think just sort of cementing, you know, that position for him going forward for the Cowboys, even backing up from that Panthers win, um, I think, the week before. So, yeah, great player. Yeah, 100%. And um, I think also because there was a bit of talk about uh, Luke Brooks coming in and replacing him, and I think he um, he did put out a statement saying that he doesn't intend on going anywhere, and I think he was just trying to make sure he cemented that, and he did in my eyes. Like, I think he had a great game. Uh, those were our best performances and standouts. So any performances that you consider were under par or underwhelming from the past round? For me, probably South Sydney the most nothing against the Cowboys they were really really good but Souths you know it's just a a month ago we're talking about them as a premiership winning team and that's not how a premiership winning team plays even though they were obviously down some troops um having some their some of their own issues to deal with but yeah they're going to need to step it up as the finals approach exactly the same as you Lachlan I had Souths as well I was trying to come up with a reason as to why they're on this sort of downhill spiral, whether it is just based on the trail Mitchell. I don't know whether they've been a bit rattled by origin. Don't know what it is, but, and again, not like you said, Lachlan, not to discredit the Cowboys, they were brilliant, but yeah, something's going on at South Sydney. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I'm going to go the Dolphins. So I think there was, was pretty underwhelming. And you said before, Gabby, how well the Eels are going, which they really are, but um, yeah, that was just quite a margin to, I thought it would have been a lot closer than that. So, um, yeah, I'm going Dolphins. I had two teams. Um, I had Manly, but um, the one that I was going after the hardest this week, I think was definitely going to be Souths. So um, I know he's going to be tuning into this episode, but I was on the phone after the match to my mate Sav. He and his wife are diehard, diehard South supporters. Um, he says he knew exactly what was wrong with the side when they turned up. To quote him, he said they were flat. They couldn't capitalise on opportunities. Cowboys knew how to get under their skin to antagonise the right players and were also born origin performance. Also, Sav accurately said it's between the players' ears at the moment where the challenge is. Their morale is low. The returning origin players are just down. Lots of noise. They're paying attention to social media. The coach with his recent negotiation of his contract, some niggling injuries and semi-fit players. It was all just too much and they were not ready and basically flat. I told Sav, I'm going to quote you. And he goes, yeah, go on, do it. <laughs> For those of you who you know can't see me at the moment, I'm wearing my brand new Warriors polo in support of them hoping to get the win over the South this week. So, yeah, I'll chat more about that in my preview. <laughs> okay, thank you, everyone. Okay, so the Parramatta Eels have the bye this week and they've had a huge win over the Dolphins this past round. We've got eight games ahead from Thursday to Sunday. Let's get into what we have ahead for round 18. Last week on the show, I realized I can't count and I said it and I said it was eight matches, but it was actually seven. Yeah, I counted it this week. There are eight. Also, looking at the top eight teams on the ladder at the moment, after this coming round, there are two teams that will only have had one bye for this season and the Broncos and the Rabbitohs. So outside of the top eight, the Cowboys are the only other team with one bye already. Right. So the first match of the round. Let's get into it. So we have the Cronulla Sharks, the host in the St. George Illawarra Dragons out at Shark Park on Thursday night. Now, we did say at one point early in our show this season that there was a chance that the Dragons could be wooden spooners, and they have been sitting at the bottom of the table for quite a long time this season. They are 17th after round 17, and they are taking on the Sharks at number four on the ladder. The Sharks are the only team in the top eight that have used all their buys, so they need to win every match from here on out. Is that right, Lachlan, if they want to stay in the top four or make finals? What can we expect with this match on Thursday? 
Um, the Sharks do have a bit of an uphill battle to finish their season compared with some of the teams around them. But I think they should be pretty happy with where they are at the moment. Uh, this should be an interesting one to start the round. Also, it feels like we haven't had Thursday night NRO for a little while because of um, women's state of origin and shorter rounds due to bias. So it'll be nice to settle into the couch and watch that. Um, obviously, the Dragons have had their fair share of drama over the past week, Ben Hunt being the main storyline. There's so many different stories going around about that, so I'm not sure there's too much to add. However, it does look like he's going to be playing and continue playing for the rest of the season for the Dragons, so um, it'll be interesting to see how he performs. And yeah, as you said, Laney, they're back to 17th, back to the bottom, thanks to the Tigers um, having a bye last week and leapfrogging them, so... They have a lot of work to do if they want to avoid that spoon. And, you know, this is where it starts. They need to be competing in these games. So, yeah, the Sharks coming off the bye. They've named the same 17 um, that beat the Bulldogs two weeks ago. Rudolph, Toby Rudolph, is a chance of returning from a foot injury. So, yeah, meanwhile, the visiting team, the Dragons, they were smashed 48-18 to 18 by New Zealand last week. <laughs> I can see Laney celebrating there. Uh, in her Warriors jersey. But yeah, Moses Suli is out due to a head injury with Tao Moga taking his place in the centres. Meanwhile, Jack Bird has not been named seemingly for unclear reasons, although possibly there's been rumours of a knee injury going around, so possibly just a persistent niggle. So Murdoch Masilla will start in his place. Zane Musgrove will miss out and Toby Couchman and Jaden Hunt will join the bench. Yeah, this should be a fiery one. Um, Dragons have a lot to play for. Um, Sharks probably have more to play for in terms of actual positioning and the competition. Uh, I think the Sharks will get it done, but it'll be a close one. Yeah, I think the Dragons will be there to put up a fight. But yeah, Sharks by a trial, so. I think Sharks have a potential to really run away with this one, but (laughs) my tipping is not going well. So who knows, the Dragons could come out and win, but I just really don't see it. I know all the drama with Ben Hunt is... They could put that behind them, but I don't know. I, if I was him, I probably probably wouldn't really be excited about going out and giving it that good an effort. See what happens. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm going to go the Sharks because I think the Dragons are a little bit of a sinking ship. I haven't given the Dragons much praise all year, and I'm probably not going to start now. I'm just interested in you, your guys' opinion on Ben Hunt and the Dragons. If you were the coaching staff, would you play Ben Hunt? knowing that he doesn't want to be there? I think what are their other options? Like I would be really concerned about playing him. I don't know, like obviously I'm not there to see how he is showing up at training and whether he's able to put it aside and all that sort of stuff, but I wouldn't want to. But I don't know if they have any better options. Like you're not going to put someone who's not experienced when you've got, you've decided to keep him and like you're not letting him leave and then to not play him at all would kind of, I think it'd be a bit of a waste as well. So I think it's a really awkward position for them both. Yeah. Yeah. It's really tricky. I think, I think it really depends on, yeah, the personal dynamics, like just, yeah, how he puts in at training. And really if, if, you know, if he is on good terms with, you know, the people saying he can't leave, like they could still just be coming to an understanding about that and be okay with that. Like it's hard to tell. The media portrays these things in such different ways as well. It's a tricky one. I don't think Ben Hunt will. He might be lacking motivation for sure, but I don't think his performance is going to suffer too much. Yeah, definitely. I agree. He's a professional. I'm actually going to go Dragons. Um, No real reason, only because of all the Ben Hunt stuff going on that um, I think he's going to put in a stellar game. Maybe just show off to Heinz a little bit and the rest of them that he can when they want to. All right. Thank you, Lachlan. Thank you. All right. So the first match on Friday is out at Mount Smart Stadium in Auckland where the weather there is almost the same as it is in Sydney because the New Zealand Warriors are hosting the South City Rabbitohs, likely in front of a big crowd as the Warriors wagon has increased in size this year as everyone's getting excited about what head coach Andrew Webster has been able to achieve with harnessing the strength of their players. So the Warriors have three straight wins under their belt coming into this match on Friday and they're sitting fifth on the ladder. And due to their lackluster performances of late, the Bunnies are sitting at number eight on the table. 
At least they're in the top eight. Sales coach Jason Demetrio accused his side of becoming comfortable and went on to say just way too many dumb things in the game that put us under pressure and eventually that pressure told in points um, following their last match against the Cowboys. Warriors played with a lot of confidence in their past match against the Dragons in Wollongong and it was just on top of previous wins that helped their nine tries over the three that Dragons scored in that game. Some great picks from that match and um, Dallin Wataniel Zelezniak scored four tries. So for the Warriors, there are very few changes to the side. Coach Andrew Webster has named a similar squad to the side that was victorious against the Dragons in the last round. So Marata Nyokore, he's out. He's a three-match ban for a high tackle from that Dragons game. So that means Mitch Barnett will be back from suspension just in time and starting on the bench in his place. So one of my favourite and effective players, Josh Curran, is actually named to start in the second row. And for the Rabbitohs, Jed Cartwright and Peter Mamuzelos drop out of the side and back rower Jacob Host is out due to suspension. So he's replaced with Michael Chi Cam and he's named on the starting side. Siliva Havili is actually starting back on the bench. Um, he was playing New South Wales Cup last week and he's got Shakai Mitchell joining him as well. So for this match, yes, I'm wearing the shirt to show that I am tipping the Warriors for this match. Although these two sides are similar in their statistics and on-field performance, they are in Auckland, and the Warriors' attack and defence is in better shape than the Rabbitohs. Historically, the Rabbitohs have won 13 of their past 14 games against the Warriors, and the Warriors haven't defeated the Rabbitohs in Auckland since 2012. So the Warriors, I'm sure, are cognizant of that statistic, and with the season form they're finding, much like they turned around the hoodoo with the Dragons, I think they'll be looking to do the same thing for the Rabbitohs with Dallin with Walteny Zelezniak scoring 10 tries in his last five games and many others getting in tries like Sean Johnson, Marcelo Montoya. They're all working together to score tries. I was at that Souths versus Cowboys match on Sunday and my friend Sad said he didn't see that coming. Not to sound like I'm being arrogant here, but I did. Sad was right though, they were flat. There was a moment when a bomb went up and none of the players contested for the ball. Cody Walker was frustrated with trying to make something happen and his wing unable to read his signals to catch his flick passes, but that's just a lack of communication and some players not playing with their eyes up. They had 41 missed tackles, eight conceded penalties and 13 errors. So discipline and defense isn't where it should be if they're serious about being a top four side and they need to win this and the next three matches if they're serious about getting there. And they've got an especially big roster with a lot of travel coming up. So with an Auckland crowd that will be getting in the Rabbitohs' heads, I don't think they can get the win. They've got too much to improve on and it needs more than a week. Perhaps another buy, but they look tired. And I'm quietly confident the Warriors will maintain this momentum and form to get the win. No margin, but lately whenever I call a margin for the Warriors, they've just been blitzing that. Yeah, I'm with you. Warriors, 100%. They just look so good this year. I don't know what Andrew Webster's done, but it's been magic. And the Rabbitohs just... Not doing it at the moment. I think they'll be able to change that in the coming weeks. I think they'll be able to get their stuff together and make a real push, but I don't think they're going to be able to show that this week. So, yeah, worries for me. Yeah, I think what you guys both said, the the Rabbitohs, is something, something's going up there, and I think having Latrell out and that sort of thing has really been a bit more of an issue for them. I know what you're saying, Lainey, with like all the past history, maybe it's a Rabbitohs game, but... I'm liking the look of the Warriors at the moment and I'm hoping that they can get the win. I know that Rabbitohs will be coming back stronger soon and um, I think this is a good chance for the Warriors to get another win. So hopefully. I completely agree. I'm going to go the Warriors as well. You guys have all covered it perfectly. I think at home, that Warriors crowd, all I want to do is go over there and watch them play. It's electric. It's so exciting. So, yeah, hands down, easy Warriors win. Gosh, I hope they I hope they win for you all because you're all tipping them. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Gabby, if you can do some magic, go for it. Now that it's um, you know, not working for the Cowboys. <laughs> I really do want to see, you know, I'm holding it really, really, really close to my heart that I hope that um Warriors gets grand final. But you know, if I say that, all of you will be like, whatever, Cowboys and Storm will be there before they will. No way. Um, I think they're a chance. I think that, and I'd be happy to see them there. I think they deserve it. It'll be great. 
Mm, it'd be great for Andrew Webster too, you know, like, oh, good stuff. All right, enough about the Warriors. <laughs> so on to the primetime match for Friday. The Melbourne Storm are hosting the Penrith Panthers in Melbourne. Gabby, this should be a cracker match. Uh, your team, the Storm, have been showing some hunger in their play to get to the grand final this season after a slow start. And the Panthers won't have their strong home crowd to cheer them on. These teams are in the top three with Storm at number three and the Panthers at the top of the ladder. Gabby, what should we look forward to to tuck into this Friday night feast of footy? Oh, my gosh, what is there not to look forward to? One verse three, there's literally Broncos between them, not much between them at all. Yeah, and both sides are looking pretty strong this week, so it's going to be interesting. For Melbourne this week, we see Cameron Munster is set to return after he was rested last week, suffering from what players and Craig Bellamy are labelling the Caxton flu. Um, he probably deserved a week off from club footy after his performance in Origin. So this shifts Jonah Pezzett back to the reserves. Aaron Penne is also listed among the reserves after he suffered an ankle injury against Manly last Saturday night. Tui Kamakamitha returns to the Storm's bench as he has overcome a calf injury. And last week's 18th man, Kane Bradley, joins the bench for his third game of the season for Melbourne. For Penrith, for this Friday night sees the return of some Origin stars from their week off. So Brian Toto, Stephen Crichton, Jerome Luai, Liam Martin and Isaiah Yo, they are all back on deck. So this shifts Jamin Salmon back to the bench and Tyrone Peachy, Thomas Jenkins, Zach Hosking and Matt Eisenhuth are all back to the reserve. So as I said before, there's not much difference between the two sides in terms of both placement on the ladder and success overall this year. And both teams are almost fully fit. Obviously, Nathan Cleary is still out injured. However, Jack Cogger is filling the number seven role really well for Penrith. I think he's been playing brilliantly. Having a majority of Penrith's playmakers returning with fresh legs this week might be influential for the Penrith side. However, maybe a little biased, as I always am. Melbourne are looking to be really strong and consistently strong, which is always good. So I'm going to go for Melbourne, obviously, but this could be really, really small margin, like two points potentially. I'm a little bit nervous. Um, My sister follows Penrith and she wants me to watch the game with her, which don't think I'll do because I'll probably end up arguing with her over something minor. But, no, I'm really, really excited. Sorry. I think Penrith might be able to get the win more likely to. The team list looked really well matched on paper, just going through that then. And it's, it's obviously always exciting when these two teams meet. Like, um, what would it have been, the 20, 2020 grand final, these two? Yeah, something's, something's leaning me towards Penrith at the moment. But, yeah, I'm sure we'll come down to the wire. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's really hard for me to pick this one. I think I'm going to pick Storm for no particular reason. I really like uh, how Will Warbrick's been playing. I really like watching him. I think he's be becoming a really good player. I'm just going to wing it and say Storm, but would not be surprised if Pants come out and beat them. Um, I've often thought that teams, it's, it's actually really hard for teams to win at Melbourne um, in front of that Storm crowd. I'm going to go for Storm for this. Storm crowd, refs love them. Panthers are probably going through, I think they're going through that same um, in their head thing, um, probably coming into this with those origin players like some of the South guys had um, just with the Cowboys match. So my confidence isn't there for the Panthers, but it is for the Storm. I was just wondering, is this the first time the Panthers are playing at this venue? Some very quick research there. Uh, Penrith have played at Marvel Stadium before back in 2001. They lost by four points to Melbourne. Uh, it was under a different name then. Thank you, Lachlan. So they've never won there. Hmm. Thank you, Gabby. Thanks, everyone. All right, the first game on Saturday to welcome in the month of July and the financial year will be the sixth-place Canberra Raiders hosting the ninth-placed Gold Coast Titans in Chile, Canberra, far away from the beachside warmth the Titans are used to. Down in Canberra, where the green machine really thrives with the soundtrack of their Viking clap and that horn rallying their supporters, both teams are coming off a win and each will be hoping to back up those wins with another. How is your boyfriend's secret second team, the Raiders, looking for this match, Gabby? 
Yes, he loves the Raiders and that silly Viking crap. No, they're looking good. Both these teams are coming off, as you said, Laney, pretty impressive wins and pretty well-needed wins um, with the Raiders beating the Roosters last week, 18 to 20, and the Titans beating the Broncos. That was That's exciting. I think that all took us by surprise, especially in our tipping. For the Raiders this week, Josh Papali'i is out with a hamstring injury. So this moves Fasami Solo to the starting side and Atam Mariota to the bench. Brad Schneider, Danny Levi, Peter Holler and Xavier Savage have all been listed amongst the reserves for the Raiders. And Jared Croker has been named in the centres subject to clearance from the NRL HIA protocols. For the Titans, there's only one change to their side that upset the Broncos last week with Captain Tino Fasuamala'awi back on deck after he was rested. Jamin Jolliffe goes back to the bench and Isaac Fasuamala'awi has been named at 18th man. Jacob Alec, Kalise Haas and Cruz Leamy have all been named amongst the reserves for the Titans. I think I'm going to go the Raiders purely because it's a home game on a Saturday afternoon. The Viking Cup will be on fire with that silly horn. So I'm going to go the Green Machine. But anything is possible with this match with limited changes to both sides and the Titans having that surprising win especially after a pretty rough week with the regards to their changes in coaching staff. Anything could literally happen here, but I'm just going to go the Raiders purely based on home ground advantage. Yeah, I think I'll agree with you on the Raiders. The Titans, I don't know, I feel like last week was maybe their um, their high point for the moment. Like that would have taken a huge effort to get that win. I think it would have taken quite a bit out of them. And I think the Raiders would just be too consistent and too... um well drilled, I guess. I don't. I think they'll do if they do the small things right. The Raiders, I think they'll be fine. Get the win. Well, I am stupidly looking for an upset to take, so I want to go the Titans, and I am telling myself it's because uh, Tino's back after they had that big win last week. I think they will be able to keep up the momentum and yeah, bring it home. Yeah, I'm going Titans as well. Josh is out for the Raiders and, you know, he's one of the few guys that sort of just manages to sneak over the line when everyone sort of loses a bit of puff. I think back to that, I think Warriors match down there in Canberra and, yeah, I think Josh was one of the few guys who managed to sort of realise the urgency to get a ball across the line. But Titans are looking really good. Tino, when he plays well, he plays great and um, I think he's going to bring it to Canberra. So I'm going Titans. Thank you, Gabby. All right. The 10th place North Queensland Cowboys. They'll be hosting the 16th place West Tigers up in Townsville on Saturday for the second match of the day. And the weather is looking like it might be wet football. And we know the Tigers play well in monsoon conditions, toppling the Panthers in such weather. But it's been a winning streak for the Cowboys as of late. Lachlan, this could be a runaway match or an interesting one. But with your team hoping to get some more wins on the board and keep away from the bottom spot, how are they looking against Emma's team, the Cowboys? Yeah, not very good. Um, the Cowboys are looking just absolutely superb at the moment. Like, they're in a really good place. I think the best place easily they've been so far this season. So, yeah, three wins in a row and against some really tough teams as well. They are now only two points outside the eight. Um, two of those past three wins have came at home in Townsville, so they like it up there. So, yes, they just set for them to really... Um, keep going with this streak. They've got a really nice run coming up as well. They've got some struggling teams and another buy coming up. I'd be very, very happy if I was Emma at the moment, especially considering how they started this season. Uh, the Tigers, however, they haven't won since they actually played the Cowboys last time, just um, a little over a month ago, and they're now down in 16th. So for the home team, North Queensland, they had a bit of a statement win over the Rabbitohs at Sydney Olympic Park last week where Laney was in attendance. Uh, 31 points to six. Um, they've named the same 17 with Jason Tamalolo currently a maybe. He's sitting in the reserves and he might be a late inclusion for the Cowboys. Meanwhile, the Tigers have had a busy week off the field um, while they've had the bye. So Luke Brooks and Tommy Talao have been confirmed to be heading to Manly next year. Luke Brooks is the last of the so-called big four at the Tigers, being Tedesco, Moses, Woods and himself. So that ends that big four era. Whereas Tommy Talao, great outside back, we were actually offered 
Josh Adokar as a replacement for him back in 2020, which we turned down. But um, no point dwelling on that now. So, yeah, it's Lowe and Brooks to Manly. This game will be the first game they've played since two weeks ago against Melbourne, which will be remembered as the game where 12 scored his first career try. So hopefully they can get some inspiration out of that. They're going to need some inspiration for sure if they're going to challenge the Cowboys uh, this weekend. There's been some team changes by Tim Sheens. So Dane Laurie is into the halves, which is just objectively the most normal call, I guess. Um the obvious core. Uh, so the Stafford Toa experiment is over for now. He's back to the centres, pushing Kapoa to the bench. Utuik Amanu will start after making his origin debut last week, while Pole is back to the bench. And Talon De Silva as well keeps his spot on the bench, so it will be his second NRL game this weekend. I'm excited to see how Dane Laurie goes in the halves. There was a bit of talk over the offseason about him maybe making the switch into the halves. And he, he obviously has spent a bit of time outside of the NRL. He didn't play New South Wales Cup last week either. So, yeah, we'll see how he goes. Hopefully, fingers crossed, he has a good game. I, I can't believe that the Tigers put, you know, 66 points on the Cowboys, you know, just a few weeks ago, really, at Leichhardt. It's amazing how quickly things can change in a few weeks. I think the Cowboys will really be looking to return serve a bit from that one. And, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a, a big runaway except in the opposite direction. So, yeah, I'm going to go Cowboys by by quite a bit. What about you, Emma? Do you share my confidence in your team? Yeah, look, I do, um, and I really hope that's what happens. Um, but I don't think anyone predicted the Tigers to smash Cowboys like they did last time too. So if they come out and do the same thing, well, so be it, I guess. But hopefully the Cowboys can keep up their winning streak. I think they're looking really strong, like you said. They're in a in a much better position than they started the season out with, and um, hopefully Tom Lolo isn't out for too long. But um, I think the boys are doing quite well anyway without him. So, yeah, fingers crossed, the Cowboys. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go the Cowboys again. This will really test if I have powers for either one of these teams. Um, I think that. They're on a bit of a roll, the Cowboys, and will prove to be a little bit too strong against the Tigers. I completely agree with what you said, Lachlan. You covered that so perfectly. Yeah, you guys said it all. i just like to say the Tigers should just head up there, have some fun and enjoy the warm weather, perhaps, for this particular one. Yeah, I'm going for the Cowboys. Uh, I mean, like when you look at like the, the players side by side on the roster, it makes no sense why the Tigers would beat the Cowboys. Um, I'm sorry, Lachlan. Um, and I, I really do like the Tigers. I'm, I guess I'm just not loving the whole change-up that Tim Sheens keeps doing each week, and it's just a little bit difficult for the players to sort of find a position, stick to it, and do it well. But that's his genius, apparently. Genius, yes. Very well known for it. This team list at least makes some kind of logical sense, although Kepa on the bench is an interesting one again. But, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lachlan. The primetime slot on Saturday night will be out at the Gabba and the Brisbane Broncos are hosting the Dolphins. This is the match of the Brisbane teams and second place Brisbane Broncos will be looking to hammer that point home again to the Dolphins, who are now at 11th place on the ladder. The Broncos last round were upset at home by the Titans and the Dolphins, known for bouncing back from losses, haven't been doing that and have a few losses now under their belt. Lachlan has even commented about the concern about the depth of the squad and at this point of the competition, that is really starting to be revealed. Different venue, maybe different mojo, but Emma, what can we expect from these sides for this match? Yeah, so with it um, being played at the Gabba, is that because of the soccer as well? I wasn't sure. Yes, yeah, so Suncorp Stadium is handed over to the FIFA World Cup as well. So for the next month or so, but yeah, well, two months really. This is the first time it's been used for an NRL game. So I thought that was pretty, pretty cool. Um, yeah, so both teams are coming off losses last week. I think the Broncos' loss was probably a bit unexpected um I tipped them to win but I did say it would be close and I guess only what six points between them but still um still a loss the Dolphins though did cop a bit of a flogging from the Eels so I think they will be looking to try and regain their something (laughs) this week for the team list I think I might have jinxed the Broncos after saying last week how impressed I was with their minimal injuries so they came out of that game 
with both Tommy Flegler and Jordan Rickey. They picked up foot injuries. It is unconfirmed how long they'll be out for, but I'm thinking around four to six weeks each. Keenan Palasia and Xavier Wilson, will um, they've been named to replace them, I guess, for the time being, however long that is. Still waiting on the judiciary report to come out, whether fullback Reese Walsh um, will be suspended or not for that incident with the ref. If he is suspended, Tristan Saylor will be likely to be the new number one until he's back. Look, I, when I was watching the video, the first time I watched it, I was like, what the hell? No, he definitely was talking to the ref. But when you watch it a bit closer, I can see, like, if he wasn't talking to the ref, I can see how that would have happened because it just seemed like he was kind of saying that even though he was looking at the ref trying to talk to him, it was kind of like out of the corner of his eye like he was there. I hate referee abuse, but at the same time, like, he doesn't strike me as the kind of character that would that would do it. I think he's um, a very emotional player. Um, he plays with his heart on his sleeve and everything, but I think um, I think Paddy's right. Like, he needs to cool it. He's come off this origin win as a bit of a, like, um, his ego is a bit big. His ego is is getting too big, I think, and I think this is hopefully a bit of a wake up call for him. That um, yeah, it's not it's not all about him, and he can't just run around acting acting like that. And, and he is just a kid, but it's it's getting to the point where it's like he does need to cool it a bit. And I think his teammates obviously know that. Like if he's yelling at Patty to tell him to shut up but he's the one that's telling him to call it like obviously um yeah obviously everyone else can see it too like I think think Reese getting like the 10 in the bin or whatever from origin and being applauded and it being hyped up as such a good thing I don't think he learned much from that like if anything it's sort of like you were praised for doing the wrong thing you can't go and do that back in club footy just because your team that hasn't had many losses are now losing Absolutely. I think he's um, sort of come out of Origin with a bit of a high. He's gone and won this series and, um, yeah, all of that is his ego is a bit high and I I don't want him to be suspended, but I think if he is, it would be a bit of a wake-up call for him. Like if he misses out on the game three, well, kind of wake up to yourself, I guess. And hopefully that matures him a little bit because um, he is only at the start of his career and you wouldn't want to see him be spending extended time out for stuff like that. But, I mean, if he wasn't talking to the ref, like it's it's footy, things get heated. Hopefully he's not suspended, but if he is, well, that's the way it is. Keep Christian going. Saylor, he'll be the replacement fullback if, uh, yeah, if it's decided that Reese is suspended tonight. Those are the main changes for the Broncos. And then for the Dolphins, they have quite a few changes, just lots of little swap arounds. So Tessie New is returning on the wing in place of Braden McGrady. I thought he had a great game last week on his um, debut. He scored a try, but he'll be shifted to the reserves as well as Harrison Graham, who was also debuted on the bench last week. He's going to move back to reserves as well to make way for Jeremy Marshall King. He's set to return from his shoulder complaint. He'll be the starting hooker. And then Sean O'Sullivan will switch from hooker to halfback. Isaiah Katoa switches from the seven into the six. And then Cody Nikarima moves from six to the bench. So lots of little swaps there. Um, but I think I might be wrong, but I think it's looking a little bit more like what it was back at the start of the season, unless I'm just completely remembering wrong. But yeah, I think it's looking a little bit more familiar. Yeah, the first time these two teams played each other, the Broncos won 18-12. And the Broncos still have one of the best attacking records in the comp and the second best defense. So I think this is a Broncos game. They are heavy favorites and I'm going to tip them, but honestly it could go either way. I think the safest bet if you're a betting person is the hammer for an anytime try scorer. He scored 17 tries in his last 16 games. So yeah, he is on fire. Um, But I still think it's probably Broncos for me. Yeah, I think Broncos. I've made a few different calls throughout the season that the Dolphins are just done. Maybe this is the time now. Their defense was truly horrendous uh, last week. And I think this was just, it was always bound to happen that they just fell off a bit. But hopefully, hopefully that's not the case. And hopefully they can put up a good, as much of, of a fight 
as they did all the way back in round four, I think, when they first played Brisbane. So yeah, I'm going I'm going Brisbane, but yeah, hopefully Dolphins can put up a fight. Um, a little bit off topic, just quickly on the Gabba. Uh, last time there was a game there that wasn't NRL. It was um, Queensland playing Great Britain in 1968. Um, post post Rugby League World Cup, Great Britain had just finished third, and they had a tour of Queensland. They played Toowoomba and uh, Northwest Queensland representative sides, and that was the last Rugby League game played at the Gabba. So. It, yeah, I'm really liking all these um, other stadiums getting a getting a shot in the NRL. I think it just adds another element. Firstly, Lachlan, I love all your facts. Like, that's such a fun fact. That's like a fact you bring up at a party. That's excellent. I love it. And I probably will bring it up at a party. Um, I'm going to go Brisbane this week. I'm going to hope that Paddy Carrigan can score a try because now he is the next Alex Twole. Now that Alex has scored his first try, Paddy Carrigan hasn't scored a try in the NRL, which is almost unbelievable because he's such a strong player. So I'm going to go with Paddy Carrigan, maybe a little bet for an anytime try scorer. Who knows? Yeah, I'm going Broncos. It'd be great to see Paddy get a try. Um, I am worried about the Dolphins. I kind of find it funny that among those foot injuries, Emma, that you mentioned, it's um, plagued the uh, Broncos players and one particular player has foot and mouth um, as a result of his performance last week. Um, look, I think you certainly got to work out how to stop, learn and listen to your captain and certainly follow directions. If Reese is on, great. Even without him, um, they've certainly got the depth to uh, get the win there. Sorry, Dolphins, I really like you too. Bennett must be fuming. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm on the fence. I want to see Broncos win because they're the stronger team, but I'd like to see the Dolphins try and come back um, and sort of save their season a little bit um, as well. Anyway. Yeah. Definitely not giving up on the Dolphins. I think they still have a chance to get some more wins um, in the season, and I wouldn't be surprised if they came back and started to win a few more and did make the top eight. But I guess we'll have to see if they can keep it together. Yeah, we all hope. Well, all of us secret Dolphins fans hope. (laughs) Thank you, Emma. So on Sunday, the Canterbury Bulldogs are hosting the Newcastle Knights at Olympic Park for an early afternoon match. And we've got the Bulldogs at 15th on the ladder against number 14. Uh, The Knights are coming in as the favourites for this match. Uh, Both teams coming off back-to-back losses and sitting even with five wins this season, although both teams have lost four of their um, last five matches. The Bulldogs have a pretty tough roster ahead, and coach Cameron Serraldo is likely losing sleep over it, and the Knights coach Adam O'Brien in recent reports are seeing the writing on the wall saying, we need to win some footy games. So this is a bit of a match for the coaches to stay on the management, members and fans' good sides. So with that, to the teams, Bulldogs, some changes to the Bulldogs side. Khaled Rajab has a first run and he's named at 5'8 in place of Carl Oluapu. Chris Patolo is on the front row in place of Max King. Harrison Edwards is back from his concussion and he'll be starting on the bench. And Raymond Faitella Mariner returns after being away with illness, so he's among the reserves listed. Oh, wait, and Corey Waddell is out for the side, and so Jackson Topine is starting on the bench. At the Knights, there are very few changes. Uh, Dane Gagai has an injured foot, another person who's uh, been trying to manage his pain throughout several weeks now, so he's out, and Inari Tuala will be coming in at the centre for the Knights. Dylan Lucas is out, and so he'll be making way for back rower Lachlan Fitzgibbon, who returns from concussion. So for these two teams, it's a bit of a mystery to me as to who will win. I said last week I expected Knights to beat the Roosters in round 16, and then I thought in my preview for the Knights-Panthers game in the last round that they could really upset the Panthers with a few Origin players out. There was a moment before the Storm press conference when Craig Bellamy and Christian Welch were caught on a hot mic discussing the Knights match against Penrith Panthers last round, where they were in disbelief that the Knights couldn't beat a top side without a lot of their key players. Look, there is something going on there at the Knights. More than the errors and the penalties conceded, whatever it is, they need to sort it out. But, you know, I'm looking back at their last few games and I I really did think they could win. They've certainly got the team with the muscle, the agility and everything to do it. Just need to tighten that stuff up. The Bulldogs are coming off the bye, so they might be quite rested coming into this. They haven't had a very good season. I'm looking back at um, a lot of their past rounds of footy. You know, again, just 
further to the point that I made earlier that, you know, they've lost four of their last five matches. I think their last win that I can see for them was in May. Jeez Louise, even I'm in disbelief looking back at that. So a lot's been going on. They have been a little bit hampered with injury. I'm really unsure as to who's going to come out to win this match. It's not a lot of confidence, but I'm going to say the Knights could possibly come out and win this, even though it's here in Olympic Park. Again, they're still chasing that 400th win for their um, club history. Um, Maybe this is the time that they'll be able to do it, but I can't really give you a margin. I suspect it may be a little bit scrappy. Um, and I have a feeling the Knights will come out with the win. I haven't seen much from the Bulldogs, not a lot of improvement in the past weeks. I don't really see a lot of hunger um, in their play. I think the Knights as well, but I'm really excited to see Khalid Rajab um, get a start for the Bulldogs. Very exciting half. I'm excited to see how he does. Yeah, I think the Knights should get the win. The Bulldogs have just... I don't know what to make of the Bulldogs at the moment. I don't know what to make of the Knights either, to be honest, but they just seem to be showing a bit more right now. I'm a bit like you, Lachlan. Who knows at this point? This game could go literally either way. I'm going to go the Knights just because I just don't have much faith in the Bulldogs. I haven't all year, um, and I'd like to see Knights get that monumental win for them, but literally could go either way. Yeah, I have absolutely zero faith in the Bulldogs, but. Like well, she said, how did the t- how did the Knights lose last week? Um, I don't know what's going on there. The Panthers had like no players, um, and they still managed to lose that. So could be could be the time for the Bulldogs to finally get another win. Maybe I should just go go the upset just to be different to you guys. Might might do it, <laughs> even though I really don't want to. I feel like it's the Bulldogs. I don't trust them, but. Everyone's got to have a win one day, so I'll go Bulldogs. And, like, Josh Adokar is also back um, in this week. And, you know, he might just after the whole origin noise be thinking, oh, I'm going to prove that I'm a great winger, I can defend, I can attack. And so I don't know whether he turned into our podcast episode last week and thought, yeah, shut this bird up and maybe turn up this week. But the, the Bulldogs have got a lot of really good players. They just sometimes... When you see them on the field, they're not even talking to each other. It's bizarre. It's really disconnected. Anyway, that's just me going on and on about the Bulldogs. Thank you, everyone. This is the last match for the round. It's another bottom of the table match on Sunday out at Brookvale Oval. The Manly Sea Eagles are hosting the Sydney Roosters for the final match of the round. The Roosters are 12th on the ladder and Manly are just below them on lucky number 13. So the Roosters are the talented favourites for this match. And even though it's at Manly's home, tell us, this match could be a real tussle between these two teams, Emma. Well, one team could run away with it. What should we expect? I really don't know what to think of this um, this matchup. I know I said last week that felt like it was Manly's season was over. Um, to be honest, I didn't realise that um, Jake Trevojevic would be coming back so soon. So I will, yeah, take that back, I guess, because I think he really puts a lot of energy to the team and I think... Um, gives them a bit of a boost and I haven't seen much from the Roosters this year Um, I know we've spoke about it before but they're just not the same team that they've been in past seasons so I think it'll be an interesting matchup Um, like I said Jake he is back um, but he's not the only one they have a whole lot of players that are coming back from injury so we've got Jason Saab coming back from his shoulder injury Helma Tolangi is coming back from his facial fracture. Ben Dvojevic coming back from his hamstring. Brad Parker, his elbow. And, yeah, I think with all those players back, it'll be a little bit of a different game than what we've seen so far. Definitely different to um, to last week at least. Uh, yeah, I think, as I said, Jake will be a really good um, inclusion for them. Uh, Raymond Toimalo Vianga. Morgan Harper, Sean Kepi, Kyle Lawton and Ben Condon will all be going to the reserves to make way for those guys coming back from injury. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. For the Roosters, Joseph Swali'i is returning from suspension and Fletcher Baker is coming back from his HIA protocols. Angus Crichton is out with a knee injury. Egan Butcher is also out with HIA. 
Uh, back rower Satili Torpanua will be sidelined after scans confirmed he has sustained an acute disc injury to his neck. Uh, Nathan Brown and Nafahu White come into the back row and Siwa Wong makes his NRL debut off the bench. Jake Turpin has been named despite a rib complaint from the game on the weekend. So, yeah, both teams, few changes. Um, the Sea Eagles have won four of their past six games at the stadium and the Roosters have won six of their past eight games against Manly. So, yeah, it's a bit of an interesting one. Honestly, I think this could go either way. I want to pick Manly. But, yeah, I'm interested to see what you guys think. I just don't really think that the Roosters have been impressing me lately, even though I guess Manly haven't either. I just feel like they can get at least one more win here. This game just is giving me odd vibes. I don't know. I feel like it's going to be an interesting one, but not necessarily in a great way. I feel both teams are just really struggling to – kind of know what they are as a team, I guess, um, to know how to play. <laughs> um, I feel this this could be really timid. Um, both teams could just be a bit scared of losing it, losing this game instead of going out to win it. I think the Roosters will win just because they've been playing a bit better over the past few weeks, I reckon. Yeah, I can't I can't really pick between the two. I'm kind of favouring Manly just purely based on Jake Trevojevic returning, but sort of comes down to how well, like how fit will these players be that are coming back from all these injuries. Like Manly sort of be, have been a bit cursed in terms of players returning from injury and then they get re-injured rather quickly. So, you know, I might stick with Manly for the upset, but it won't be surprising at all if Roosters do it. This one's really tricky. Last game of the round, and it's a real hard one. I was just having a look to see um, what the Roosters have been scoring this season so far, and they've not scored more than 28 points in a match so far. They're all sitting around the 20s. They've, they've not put any high scores on anyone. And then when you like think about what Manly have done well, sporadically throughout the season, putting on some big scores on people, you know, I mean, on teams, you know, they can work it out to um, put on um, some big points. And also with Jake back, um, is that right? Jake's back this week. Jake's really hard worker and I have a feeling he'll be performing like his best game to try and get selection for game three for Origin. So I think he'll be working extra hard. So I I get this feeling that Manly's going to try and get the win. And also they're at home. They don't want to be embarrassed in front of their fans and their members. So I, yeah, I'm kind of confident this will be a Manly win. Can't tell you the margin, but. I reckon it'll be more than more than six points. Yeah, it's just weird to see that Manly have been losing with like single digits against the competition lately. Yeah, I think it'll be close. I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a two point two point margin, but yeah, it'll be interesting. And there you have it, everyone. That is our show. Thank you so much, Gabby, Emma, and Lachlan. Wishing you, Lachlan, a wonderful time while in Europe over the next two weeks. Travel safe, have fun, and look forward to your return. And to our listeners, we wish your team a great round of football with no injuries and no suspensions. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in. We truly appreciate your support. We hope you can tune in regularly. Please do feel free to tell a friend about our show and help us to spread the word. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other.